know, while, while we're waiting for the episode, you know, to come on live, you know, I was thinking about starting an OnlyFans page, you know, because I was looking into it. I was like, you know, I, I would like to, because, you know, the, the weather is warming up and I want to start a website where I only sell fans, only fans. I already saw that joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I already did. Yeah, you know, just so no. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm handsome enough, hot enough to actually create my own OnlyFans page. But this is neither here nor there. Oh, so, oh, snap! We're live. Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast. We are on episode two thirty three, and it is Tuesday, March twenty third, twenty twenty one. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, and joining us in the Codex Prime Zoom studios, all the way from Houston, the friend of our dear friend of the show, the super villain, the DC fan himself, ladies and gentlemen, and party people everywhere, give it up for Mr. John Haponic. Welcome back, sir. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. Also, Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Just saying. <laughs> it did win an Oscar for makeup and hairstyling. That's the one Oscar you will always hang on for the rest of your life. You, we, we know this. <laughs> You know, Vic, I gotta give it to you. You're getting better. You're getting much better and better with these uh, intros. Oh, thank you. You know, yeah, you know, we've been at it for like six years, so I figure I pick up some skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This May is gonna be six years. But uh, but yeah. Um, as you can see in my Zoom background, for those watching in Facebook Live, I've got Zack Snyder's Justice League in the back. So you know that that's what gonna, that's gonna be our main topic. We all have we all repping repping our comic side. I'm repping Wonder Woman. John is repping Superman. We have Carl rep- representing uh, the Disney Marvel brand. Um, hey, I'm a red I'm a red brander. <laughs> yep, he is a red brander, not a red hatter. Thank goodness, but a red brander. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, I'm looking at a <laughs> red hat. I get my damn stimulus already. You know, I'm still waiting for my stimmy as well. You know, still waiting for my stimmy as well. You know, I've. Um... Please tell me you've been seeing the memes though. Oh, I, I'm I'm sure there are memes. I haven't seen any memes about the oh, stimmies. Oh, one that just said, one says when the stimmy hits, and it's a picture of Shane McMahon going, I now own. WCW. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, Shane McMahon, the rich man. Twenty years ago today. Oh my God, I can't believe it. twenty years since WWE bought WCW. Twenty years ago today. Do you remember exactly where you were at when you got the news? Yeah, I I remember. I was at home. I was just like scrolling through the internet, and then all of a sudden, I just saw on WWF.com. Like WWF purchases WCW splashed on their homepage. I'm like, what? It just blew my mind. And I, yeah, and then, then the next day, like people were talking all about it in high school. And then like, I saw the simulcast Raw and SmackDown. And man, I thought we were in for a pro wrestling nirvana. And we got the total opposite of that. Um, we had some good, you know, no, 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 no. That, that was part, that was leading into one of the, as a matter of fact, I still say the greatest WrestleMania ever. Oh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania oh, yeah, WrestleMania 17. Yeah. That did lead to the, I mean, the evasion angle sucked, but, yeah. you know, because, you know, all the star, all the WCW stars were on the Time Warner contract, so they just decided to collect and sit out. Yeah. Which, 
kind of insane. Oh, yeah. But some good still came. A lot of good actually did come out of it. So. It did. Like a substantial amount of good, but, you know. But, yeah, WrestleMania 17, still the best, greatest WrestleMania of all time. Like, it still holds up. Um, a little bittersweet because a lot of several several faces are no longer with us. Um, uh, yeah. But but still a great pay-per-view. Um, I'm looking in the Facebook comments here now. Uh, B-Rob is in the chat. Um, he says, Justice Titty Meat. <laughs> and he's asking you, Carl, if you've made that internet upgrade that he suggested. I have not, but we've been pretty, it's been going pretty good lately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fingers crossed it stays good. Stays that way until uh, we actually plan on buying. We're actually looking into buying a house. So. Oh. Okay. Hey, cool. That's what's up. Okay. I I I, I love I love to see it, y'all. I mean, another another good friend, you know, about to enter his home home ownership journey. That's what's up. I love to see it. Um, it brings a tear to my eye if I was capable of crying. But um, but yes. Every, uh, <laughs> every movie, right? Every not, other movie, oh. every Pixar movie. Well, not every Pixar movie. Soul, Soul came close. I didn't cry in Soul, but but Co- not not Inside Out. Coco, Coco was the one that got me. I still uh, don't understand what you're crying about. Yeah. Oh, the, the opening sequence of Up was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, that was intense. Um, even finding Dory, like the opening sequence of that, got me in the feels. Like I was, I was trying to hold it together in the theater, man. Yo, listen, Pixar—they know how to hit you in the feels. You got to give it up for them. Um, I mean, I, I, unless your cause, like, I, 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 movies don't movies don't resonate with me emotionally. I just, I just watch the pretty pictures. Oh no, I do. I, I get invested, and I noticed I did that. I was, I was talking to, um, I was talking to Brian. By the way, happy birthday to him. Yes. Happy birthday, and dear I I noticed that when I do get invested into movies or a TV show, even, you know, how, how emotional, I tend to do this. I tend to just make a face and I just, like, <laughs> like, I just look up like that. That's how you know I'm, like, so I'm in there. I'm zoned in. Mm. And then, like, that's just it. Yeah. Like, I get... Into I get into the scenes, just I don't cry. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that's fair. You know, um, I guess I guess you know that's it's probably extra sad though, looking back on it, because that's when you had you know all your stock in Movie Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's this guy over here. I mean, listen, you know, Movie Pass Movie Pass's business model was 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 wrong-headed as hell, but I rode that and I rode that wagon until the wheels fell off. 38 movies. That was a gr- that was a great time. That was a great I, time. Well, I'm pretty sure I posted an article on the Codex page. Mm-hmm. I actually think they're making a comeback. I mean, if if they're making a comeback, I mean, it's it's you can't think of a more terrible time to open up a movie theater than this, but um right. But yeah, I mean, I I can't see Movie Pass. Uh, they're gonna have to like substantially rework their whole business model because like their original one was just like, yo, come one, come all, as many movies as you can in a month. <laughs> and I and I capitalize on that something fierce, man. Yo, 2018 as was the you year. Should. Yeah, like 2018 was the year. Like the first six months, oh, you couldn't tell me anything. God, man. Ugh. 
that was so so good so good but but you know here we are and speaking of movies like i said we're going to be talking about snack snyder's justice league um uh in, in a bit um first we'll you know get a, get a, get into a little bit about what we've been up to and then we'll follow that with uh, our thoughts about the uh premiere episode of falcon and the winter soldier um yeah aka bird guy and the snow fighter so carl what have you been up to uh this past week sir uh two two things three things actually one i recommend you check out the broken skull sessions with uh randy orton okay very good interview two vets don't you know just shooting the shit talking about what well, randy's career and stuff like awesome okay awesome like one thing that was surprisingly, he was like, I didn't realize, he's like, I really didn't get good mm-hmm. at my promos until this past year. Wow, that's 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 saying something. It's like he was solid, like his in-ring stuff mostly spoke for himself, and he was like so mediocre. He was like, eh, okay on the mic. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I really didn't get, he was like, I really didn't get it until this past year. Oh, if you look at his promo game, if you really compare his promo game from back then to, you know, this past year, or it's been on the money with him, yeah. with a lot of his promos. So mm. that that's one thing I did catch from that. Um, two comic recommendations, actually two uh, two anniversary issues that came out that came out these past two weeks. Mm-hmm. So uh, not this past week, but last week was the 30th anniversary of Deadpool. Oh, okay. So it was a collection of it was a collection of uh, original stories. Uh, one one did feature uh, Rob Layfield and uh, Fabian Nacienza. Mm-hmm. And then also what I have is the this is one of the many variant covers the 80th anniversary of Captain America. Oh, cool. Nice. That looks dope. Okay, five stories that were actually pre-told, but they had modern-day artists draw them all over again. Oh, okay. So it's the original stories, but with just a modern-day remaster. Mm. And uh, you can actually see that cover, uh, that same cover in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier in the background. You can. Yeah. You can. Obviously, this is a play. This is a modern version of Captain America number one that came out 80 years ago. Mm. Nice. Awesome. Definitely is. Those are definitely some uh, items that you I recommend that you pick up, even just for the sake of having them for collectorship. I mm. recommend that y'all get those. Okay, awesome, good that, recommendations. And then other than that, still uh, binge watching Living Singles. Still, uh, I'm actually been binge watching Comic Book Man on the uh, platform Pluto. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's a free streaming platform, so like, why not? Okay. But. God damn, that was a fun show. Oh. And people just coming in with just <clears throat> random artifacts, and then they kind of go into like a little bidding war. Like one, since you're back home, bit mm-hmm. somebody had a Toys R Us uh, display, like a 1997 Toys R Us display of the Millennium Falcon. Okay. And it's probably like. The size of two of my turntable, uh, two of my DJ controllers. Okay. Maybe, maybe a little bigger. Right. And I don't think he even ended up selling it, selling it at all, because it was only like seven hundred made. Mm-hmm. 
it was a, it was just pretty cool just to see what people could bring in or they try to buy and stuff. Um, and then shout out to my buddy Matt from work. Like every time I talk to him about it, he gets depressed because it's like Yo, I had all these toys and he's a kid. He's like, you're not thinking of uh, like saving them, keeping them in condition, collecting them. Mm-hmm. So he's just seeing all his toys that he had worth hundreds and thousands of up to like a thousand dollars. Like yeah. I watched an episode where they gave out where um, they had a 1977 Godzilla figure. Mm-hmm. And like the hands ejected to ejected, so I'm like, all right, he, he was probably a kid around this time. I was like, so I brought it up to him, brought it up to him today. He today, and he's like, yo, what the fuck? I had that, and then we just started going off, and I it was a lot of fun. So, um, mm-hmm. if anything, yeah, check out, yeah, download Pluto, you can get it on the PlayStation Network, mm-hmm. and uh, check out Comic Book Man, just the, the whole entire series is there, okay, right on, all right. Awesome. And uh, what about you, John? Uh, what have you been up to, like, this past week or so? Um, I've been, uh, you know, working like crazy and just playing my playing with my little girl and uh, doing uh, chores here and there. Uh, so you, you, that's pretty much what you're going to be devoting a lot of your time mm. uh, to uh, when you own your home, uh, Carl. So just, just a heads up. <laughs> it just seems like something goes wrong over and over again. Mm. Uh, I am going to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it it stinks. But uh, um, I I finished uh, uh, Promised Land uh, by President Obama, which okay. was really good. Yes. Um, my I think the best parts were I mean I really liked his perspective on race, uh, particularly on Iran, and also the uh, uh, Bin Laden. Um, uh, I'm also uh, currently reading aloud. I'm on the uh, fourth book for Tolkien. I'm on Return of the King. Mm. Uh, it's taken me about a year to read all, all of these aloud, but um, it's been the least enjoyable. Hmm. Um, uh, kind of, uh, I wrapped up, uh, I uh, had access to um, uh, Apple uh, TV Plus or whatever, mm. which if you want to do a free trial, I recommend it for whatever reason. Um, I guess Apple has some sort of deal with all. Um, uh, Marvel superhero actors uh, because uh, Samuel Jackson, um, Anthony Mackie, Chris Evans, uh, I think even Tom Holland uh, all appear in like a limited series. Um, but I, I actually recommend Ted Lasso with Jason Sudeikis. Um, you could probably finish it in, in a day. Uh, it was surprisingly really good. Um, and uh, I saw some uh, pretty good movies lately. I saw One Night in uh, Miami, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, was very powerful. Uh, yep. Some very uh, uh, great conversations on uh, on race, and um, uh, also one I hadn't heard about was on Apple uh, TV again was uh, called Bankers, mm-hmm. with uh, Sam Jackson and Anthony Mackie, mm-hmm. um, and it was uh, surprisingly good. And then of, of course I stumbled upon this incredible film by pure accident on Netflix. It made my weekend. It was so great. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Sudden Death, with Michael J. White. Ooh. It was awesome it was just basically a terrible 90s action movie um which was uh, acting as a sequel to the jean-claude van damme movie um sudden death oh. where he's um fighting uh, uh at the penguin stadium and in this case it's a basketball stadium and it's just 
it's worth a view if you want some mindless action. So I mean, that's that's pretty much been my my uh, my week. Okay. Wow. Cool. I mean, well, sudden welcome to sudden death. Okay, Michael Jai White. It's, it's so bad, but it's so good. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, Michael J. White. You know, um, you know, I, I'm 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 always a fan of his. I mean, Black Dynamite is my favorite of his. You know, no, he's no stranger, of course, to bad movies. I mean, Spawn '97. Anybody? Spawn um, was not that bad. Yes, it was. <clears throat> no, no, no. First of all, we've all seen worse, aka the cell Jennifer Lopez with Jennifer Lopez. True. But um, exactly. I'm just saying, it, it just wasn't the movie that Tom McFarlane had. It was cool for its time. It just did not age well. You didn't like uh, Violator? Oh. It's kind of a cool puppet. I mean, well, John, John Legg was on the nail clown. Yes and no. I mean, like, God, like, I, I think he, I think John Leguizamo, like, he, 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 he took it all the way up here. It needed to be, like, at least down here. His clown was, like, legitimately annoying. Like, turn the movie off annoying. Like, and I don't want to hear the counter argument, well, but that, that's how his character is supposed to be. Listen, you can be annoying, you can be annoying yet watchable, compelling enough to follow the character, but then if you're annoying to the point where you go past the film, you pass the narrative, and it's like, okay, eject the DVD and throw it away in the trash can and watch something else, then you have a problem. Then, 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 you, then it's the wrong approach. And then also at the same time, Spawn's a rated R character. Yeah. He is and a rated R character. You know, the, unfortunately, the suits from New Line Cinema mm. had to... They, they told him to make it a PG-13 movie. Yeah. So that's what you had to get with PG-13 Clown. If it was rated R Clown and John Lake was almost still had it, you would have nailed it. Possibly. Possibly. Um, well, Carl, do you, do you remember in the comics, did he ever morph into a motorcycle? Not to my knowledge. I think that was the suits too. Remember, this was that was not the movie that Tom McFarlane wanted to have. Oh, wanted yeah. to shoot. Oh, Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the movie that he had to film the shoot to get it, and Spawn was a hot body at the time, so they had to just they had to just put it out. Mm. Also, I did want to mention, I'm actually reading a book based on a movie that is actually one of my all-time favorites, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to get judged in the comics for this, but I always wanted to read the book just to see, you know, just to see how, you know, compare and contrast, you know, the book to the movie. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Hey, it's a classic movie. Beloved. Nothing like the movie. Nothing. I'm only in, like, the first... Eight or nine chapters. Mm-hmm. Nothing like the movie. Oh really? Like is it? Is it? Oh yes. Like is it darker? Uh, yeah, somewhat. There's some racism in there. Like, I mean, and please, you know, this is no offense to anybody, but I never like saw the word "gook" hmm. written so many times. Oh yeah. Well. I mean, Unless you talk about like his time in Vietnam, like that's what he just naturally referred to. Mm-hmm. Like the character himself, he's like six foot six and almost three hundred pounds. Mm. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Hmm. Um. He is he is he like ripped or, or is he? Uh... This is a big Lennox. Mm. Huh. Kind of like Lennox. And he 
constantly referred to himself as an idiot. Mm. And he grew up going to a nut school. Didn't have the braces on his legs and on so didn't have like the class, you know, the plastic. He ran out of his, you know, ran out of his braces and stuff. Mm. Uh, the whole story with Jenny was not, it's not the main focus mm-hmm. of the book. It's like, it's just there. Mm. But it's just more of just, you know, Boris going through his stuff. Um, but, you know, like a lot of the characters are, you know, are still there. Lieutenant Dan was actually, you know, was a war veteran, did lose his legs, but he didn't meet him the way he did. And he was actually like critically burned. Like he blew up in a tank and survived. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, with 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 Hollywood remakes and all this, I'm I'm sure like there could be some director that can readapt Forrest Gump into that into something closer to what you you've read in the book. I mean, nope. why not? Ew. You can do it. <laughs> Just have. Can't a, do it. I mean, as you're describing Forrest Gump, I can picture like Vincent D'Onofrio playing that character. <laughs> I did read somewhere that Winston Groom, who originally wrote the book, was actually looking for John Goodman to play him at that time. Oh, hmm. that would have been an interesting choice. This is a better, yeah, it was a better like description, but it's like, yeah, it's just, it's nothing like the nothing like the book. Honestly, from what I read too, the movie only focused on like the first like six or seven chapters, and then they completely jumped ahead to like the end of the book. So then there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of stuff that he goes and somewhere in the book he becomes a professional wrestler. Makes sense. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, as a wrestling fan, I'm like, I got to read this. I got to see what kind of comedy that this is gonna be. Hmm. Oh. That, that 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 oddly enough, that makes sense for someone like Forrest Gump. Yes. I can see him stumbling into pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and his mom's not really much of a you know, focal point as well. Hmm. Like, she's just another character that was just there. Okay. Oh, very interesting. Hey, speaking of wrestling, have either of you watched uh, Young Rock? I have. Any good? I, it's fun. It's a fun, like, it's cute. Huh. It's like, oh, it's a cute little show and stuff, you know. But some of the ca- some of the casting has been, like, spot on, like, the guy who plays his father, the guy who plays his mother, his grandmother, um, the actors who played the Wild Samoans, the Iron Sheik. Like, some of the casting has been pretty spot on. Hmm. But it's just like, oh, this is it's cute. You know, I don't expect it to be, like, some type of Emmy-winning series, but yeah. Yeah. it's just kind of it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, just as, as for me, what I've been up to real quick, um, still playing more of Dark Souls, uh, the first one. Um, I'm I'm almost at the end. I just have a couple more bosses to, to defeat. Um, been having a really, really fun time with that game. Um, Dark Souls, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the Soulsborne series, Bloodborne still being my favorite from From Software. Um, after, I, after I wrap up uh, Dark Souls, I'll get into Dark Souls 2. And then I'll replay Dark Souls 3 um, since I have all, all the games on, my, on the PS4. Um, I've also been watching more of Clone Wars on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm home. Like I'm 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 at the I'm at, I'm at the uh, uh, I'm in the middle of season two. So where Obi Wan uh, travels to uh, Mandalore, 
and um, you you learn a little bit more about Obi Wan's past, uh, how he he was once in love with uh, I think the queen, one of the queen the queen of Mandalore, and you get to learn about you know what what drifted them apart, and um, they have to come together to to stop uh, to stop another villain. Um, there was a the, there was also a little glimpse of um, Anakin's dark side, his, his the Vader in him where he tortures. Uh, one of the where he tortures a uh, Poggle, the lesser, the Geonosian uh, leader from Attack of the Clones, into giving up some crucial information. And so when Obi Wan and, and the other Jedi are like, "Wait, how did you get the information from Poggle?" and he's like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> and, and and they don't question it further. So it's like, oh, okay, I, I see, I see where I see where we're, we're gonna we're we're making we're we're on a city train to Vaderville. So um so yeah I'm I'm watching more of the Clone Wars I'm enjoying it um I'm 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 also enjoying um Ahsoka Tano's uh, de- uh, continued development I want to see how her character evolves in this series um you know besides that uh yeah just uh just also getting into uh, what we, what we'll be talking about momentarily I I like I like both of you have also watched uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier the premiere episode last Friday. Uh, making its debut on uh, Disney Plus, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Once again, you have Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, re- respectively, reprising their roles as Sam Wilson, aka Falcon, aka Bird Guy, and uh, Sebastian Stan, aka not Luke Skywalker, aka Winter Soldier, aka Snowfighter. Um, and in this episode, it's uh, pretty interesting. It's titled New World Order, and it's uh, starting to set the stage. For, uh, for 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 life, um, it's, it's it's starting to set the stage uh, for um, what the who the main villains are. So um, there's this um, there's this uh, group called the Flag Smashers, and they want to uh, they want to conceive of a, of a world without borders, um, and because they think that the that the world that the world in the five years were, of the blip was a better world. Um, I find that to be pretty interesting. Um, I mean, it's 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 early to tell where that where they're gonna go with the flag smashers, but um, you know, with the with the whole notion of you know you know bo- you know border just borderless nations and like you know the ethics and the you know the the political quagmires of having borders, the the very concepts of borders in the first place, and how that ties into you know race and you know xenophobia. It's gonna be interesting to see how Marvel. Uh, handles that ha- handles those themes because as you as we know you know marvel uh marvel and disney have are have a very cozy relationship with the department of defense with the pentagon you know you see with the marvel with the iron man movies and captain marvel in particular so just to see where how marvel is going to address these these politically charged themes with the flag smashers is going to be really intriguing i don't know if it's going to border on uh, pro-U.S. friendly propaganda or what, but but it remains to be seen because Marvel has skirted that line in, in their past films. But uh, but John, Carl, uh, what, what did you think about the 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 episode uh, that we've seen, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, I was in it. I was definitely entertained by it. It was something you know I've been looking forward to for quite some time. You know, me being you know repping the red brand. Um, <laughs> but. I do. I will say though, I did feel kind of bad, and I was actually kind of, uh, I was actually kind of pissed off. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker just had his open hand and defeating Thanos, gets, gets snapped, mm-hmm. saves the world. Yep. And he can't get a loan. Yeah, yo. But yet the loan officers all 
marking out and being an ultimate freaking fanboy, fanboy groupie. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, he was gone for five years. Like, you can't, you know, you can't get, a, I mean, you can't hook this brother up. You can't mm. get him alone and stuff. And it's kind of interesting to see how that goes, where it's like, all right, like, how did, you know, how did banks handle, you know, certain, you know, certain situations where people were pretty much declared dead? Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden they come back and, you know, how are people, it's like interesting to see, like, how are people like getting back to their normal lives? Because this takes month, this takes place six months after the events of Endgame. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, all right, it's it's in that period where, okay, we're back, you know, we're back now. We're, A, you're going to see some people going through some PTSD. Yep. You know, you're going to see, and how are they like, just getting on, you know, getting back to their regular lives, which is kind of, kind of very in small ways similar to what we're going through, going through right now. Like, suppose when COVID finally, you know, when COVID finally leaves this earth and stuff, and you know, the world is going back to going back to somewhat type of normalcy. Like, is it really going to be a normal hmm. after this? Yeah. So it's. That's that's gonna be an interest. That's gonna be you know interesting of how you know seeing how that comes you know comes to play with everything that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. But you know I'm I'm already invested in the story. You know okay, uh, it's nice to see that they brought in um, U.S. who's supposed to be U.S. agent. Yeah, yeah that 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 part I was like when I saw when I saw. Um... Uh, U.S. agent being introduced. I'm like, who the hell is this great value Captain America? Like, I was, oh, yeah. I was offended. I'm like, it's like, it's like, what, what, what intern did they pull to put on this costume that doesn't seem to fit him? Kurt Russell's son. <laughs> oh, that's Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now that's an, that's an interesting bit of casting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because I was like, I was like. Why, why are they putting, why are they just recasting Captain America? But then I noticed that uh, he had a gun at Holster. I'm like, oh, that's U- U.S. agent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that character develops. Hmm. Yeah. You know, like, um, is he, is he just a, a figurehead? Is he just like a PR friendly mascot or can he hold his own? But even, but even if he can hold his own, it's like, yo, put the shield down, man. Just, what are you doing? Oh, right, he eventually, he eventually does. Like and you follow comic book look like he does. Mm. You know he becomes his own. Per- he becomes his own character. Yeah, I mean they they could pull like something like The Simpsons where they had Poochie and he could be like, I have to go. My planet needs me. And he just like awkwardly <laughs> edited him out. And then it's just like you see a title card that says like, U.S. agent died on his way back to his home planet. And then we just people just don't acknowledge him again. They could do that too. I'll, I'll be fine with it. <laughs> But but yeah okay uh, but yeah John uh, what did you think of the the premiere episode? Uh, cautious mixed but I liked it I mean I'm not gonna lie it was fun um, but when it comes down to it it just feels like a what's gonna be like a six hour movie cut up into different parts whereas uh, Wandavision felt a bit more like a, a show I guess hmm. and there was a bit more curiosity and mystery with this uh, with with Wandavision and. Um, I mean, I'll just kind of see where it goes. Uh, I, I think they did open the door for some great stuff with um, uh, possibly even resentment for some of the people returning from the blip. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, like uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, with just some of the lockdown and stuff, you know, pollution uh, decreased so dramatically in uh, the Himalayas uh, in uh, over in India that for like the first time in like 20 or 30 years, they could see um, actually see the Himalayas uh, mm-hmm. from the city in the distance. So, I mean, I'm sure there's there's some interesting things or directions that they can uh, take that. Um, but I, I kind of like the fact that even though he's being seen, um, Falcon's being, you know, seen as this hero, he's at the same time just, you know, it's just like another dude. Um, sorry, man, no, no loan for you, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm definitely more interested in his story than I am with the Winter Soldier, but... Yeah. I've never really cared for the cared for Bucky that much, or cared for his character in general. I mean, he's just uh, I I didn't need him back in the comics, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That speaking of Bucky, though, I am I am interested to see how like that goes. How he was hanging out with uh, the old uh, Asian man, I believe his name was Yuri. Yeah, and it turns out that. Bucky, when he was still under um, my uh, under his uh, mind control, yeah. killed his son. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, and he but he can't like bring himself to 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 mm-hmm. to tell him, and uh, yeah, and it was uh it, it was it was a it was a kind of like a kind of like a sad moment, especially where where the where the the old man set him up on that date with that uh, with that woman in the bar, and. Uh, yeah, and uh, like I'll, I'll say like there's like there's a bit of humor with him like he like he's just like like he just answers everything just completely matter of fact. So he's like, oh, how old are you? Like 106. And he's just like, there's and, and he, she thinks that she's he's joking. And he's like, oh, I don't see what's so funny, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but I also liked I, I did I did uh, uh find his scene with his therapist interesting because like I thought that. You know, like um, his therapist is basically telling him that, yo, you know, you can't you just you basically you can't run away from your, your past. You, you got to face it head on, you know, otherwise, you know, if you're just sitting around, you know, with nothing but silence, that's the scariest place you can be, you know, considering what you've done. Yeah. And yeah. And um, and, and also, too, like I, I will say I do I do like the casting. I do like the fact that they cast uh, Adapero Oduye. Uh, she was she started in that movie Pariah. Um, back in 2011, um, as Sam Wilson's uh, sister, so I thought that was I thought that was really cool. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, get that Marvel money. That's what's up. Um, um, I'm looking at Aaron's uh, Aaron Ferguson's comment. He said that he's he was blown away to find out that the Avengers were glorified interns. <laughs> that got me too. I'm like, yo, stop. what's the game with this? So. I mean, the fact that they did all of that unpaid, like, what? Like, no. Like, I, mean, I guess they, I guess they had to move that Avengers Tower slash mansion. I mean, I mean, yeah, like, they're living in Stark Tower. They have the Avengers compound. But it's like, yo, like, superheroing is a job, man. It's like... I'm not. I'm not asking for like a Jeff Bezos salary. I mean, well, maybe you deserve a Jeff Bezos salary, but yeah. I mean, and you know, this could open the door to uh, heroes for hire. So hopefully, we could see uh, Luke Cage and the best character. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Uh, 
Oh. Mixing it all together. Oh. My fist. Oh, Kung Fu hipster guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that first season was so incredible, Victor. I couldn't bear to watch the second season. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Like, the first season was so impressive. Like, I stopped at episode three because I, I couldn't take it. I personally couldn't take it. You know, it, it, the, the quality was too great. So I'm like, episode three, I'm, I'm done. That's it. That's it. I had enough. <laughs> too much quality. God, that God, that show was trash. What a trash character. God, I mean, if there's if there's any if the the worst character that the MCU has put out is definitely Danny Rand. I mean, my goodness, it's like say what you will about like other other characters like you know Captain Marvel and 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 th- and things, but yo, Danny Rand, his, his literally his sole purpose in in the show in the Netflix shows was punching a wall underground. That was the culmination of his entire arc in the Defenders. Well, the Patty Cake move was cool with him and Luke Cage. Yeah, but yeah, but that's because Luke Cage was was half of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. there was one thing. Shout out to Pops too. They did bring this up too. It was like you mentioned, like you mentioned Captain Marvel being, you know, one of the like one, one of the worst characters, but it's like. Uh, Aaron brought this point up in his last episode to it. And he says, like, I think Captain Marvel would have been a lot better if they didn't release the movie in between mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, I can I, I agree with that. Because at that point at that moment, remember Endgame came out in like April. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel came out in March. Yep. We was ready. The end game, we was just like we looked at like at that time we looked at Captain Marvel as filler because we were just anticipating Endgame. Like we was just that close to it. So. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was so much filler. I think it was also the fear that they were just gonna introduce a random character who was more powerful than Thanos. Yeah, she was. Yeah. But I mean she wasn't the one who defeated him, is what I'm getting at. Right. True. Yeah, and and plus like like and Brie Larson's a is a is a terrific actress too. But I I felt like her Captain Marvel she wasn't she wasn't developed too well. It was like 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 the scope of her powers wasn't really clearly defined. And like the way that she was presented in the film in her film was like oh sh- strong courageous woman, and that was like the entirety of her characterization. But we didn't really know who Carol Danvers was really. You know there wasn't there wasn't any like any oomph, any, like, real meat on the bone as far as, like, her backstory. Yeah. Like, I thought it was very... But athlete. I think that... Yeah, but I think it was just more of... Because, she, you know, we're obviously going to get more Captain Marvel uh, films, so it's like, all right, you know, we want to show her enough show her enough just to get her through Endgame, hmm. but then as time goes by, you know, she's going to be, you know, they need something to show after Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So give her they're probably gonna give her more you know, more development and she and to help, you know, carry carry the other characters that they're gonna introduce, you know, post end game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that I will, Yeah. And and I will say too, I'm actually looking forward to the the possible confrontation between Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau because I'm sure Monica has a ton of resentment, you know, against Captain Marvel. Oh, she got something to say. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the fact that, you know, her Monica's mother passed away during the blip, and the fact that Captain Marvel wasn't around Earth, or, I mean, or did, did like, did she ever take the time to, like, visit visit her her, her mother? Like, we don't know. Like, there's there's definitely a lot of attention there that, they, that, that can be explored, so, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, you know, it, it's going to be... Interesting to see where they where they take these uh, characters. Um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully they'll explore also more of the aspect of, you know, Sam Wilson, you know, representing like, you know, being a black man representing a country that doesn't, you know, doesn't want to be represented by him. I mean, and it's gonna be interesting to see like if if racism is still like is probably arguably more pro- more prominent in the MCU after the blip, you know, because I because I. Cause I because yeah, because you, you know, like some things never change here. So, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, so yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You can catch that uh, Fridays on Disney Plus. Um, there's gonna be more episodes on the pike, so we'll definitely cover them as as they go. Uh, but right now, since we're 41 minutes into the episode, we're gonna get to our main event. Oh yes, this is uh, John's uh, most anticipated movie of 2021 already. Um, this this uh, is a movie that I didn't, I never thought that we would see. Uh, this is a movie that was uh, largely fueled by, you know, some very vocal toxic fans with a very toxic hashtag called hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Um, this movie is the expansion of a of a film that had a troubled production history. Um, Carl and I we reviewed it on episode 100 of the Codex Prime podcast back in November 2017. Um, we are talking about the four hour, four hour magnum opus of Zack Snyder's uh, uh, film catalog. We are talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League making its debut on HBO Max last Thursday, uh, March 18th. Um, man, you know what? Let's... Raise your hand if you watched it in one sitting. I did. Yes. I have a daughter. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, understandable for you, John. Understandable. Three, I wanted to. Three stepdaughters, mm-hmm. ages 13, 11, and turning mm. five next week mm. and all i have to say is this is where i'm like thank god for like tiktok and stuff like they were <laughs> occupied oh good good they, they were occupied and then went to bed i was good nice but <laughs> two bath two bathroom break yeah like two bathroom food breaks mm. but i made sure i did it like Okay, I did what part two and maybe four and six, like four and five. Mm-hmm. So right when they announced the parts, I'm like, all right, pause, did what I had to do. But mm-hmm. other than that, one sitting. Yeah. I did. Nice. Yes. And uh, yeah, so yeah, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, it is uh, Zack Snyder's um, complete uh, vision. Of of the of the characters of the superhero team of of your um, the this uh, this film uh, came about um, it was a long it was a long journey uh, back in 2017 uh, Zack Snyder stepped down from di- directing Justice League uh, due to the uh, death of his daughter a tra- tragic suicide and so uh, Joss Whedon A.K.A. Uh, um, 
aka uh, the director who's uh, basically uh, outed as a fuckboy. Um, uh, fuckboy Joss Whedon directed uh, uh, Justice League. He stepped in at the director at the in the director's chair. Um, the film, uh, as as mandated by Warner Brothers, he uh, was uh, was mandated to keep the film around two hours and to lighten the tone to make it more uh, closely resemble uh, the MCU MCU's catalog. Um, what we got in theaters back in 2017 was a horrendous film, uh, which was marginally better than Batman vs Superman, which is to be honest, it's not hard to be better than Batman vs Superman because, good lord, you can't think of you can't think of one of the worst, one of the absolute worst examples of the comic book genre is BVS, and John agrees with me. It took him a long time to get around to that. Um, Supergirl from the eighties. Oh no, I, I'd say B. I say BVS. No, BVS makes Supergirl from the A's look, look like Lawrence of Arabia by comparison. But anyway, um, but yeah, we had so we got a uh, we got sex we got uh, Justice League the original which um you know, which was met with uh it it, it it was critically panned but it made just enough you know to be profitable. Uh, but ever since then, um for the past uh, like four years, there has been talks. There's been a rallying cry among fans to hashtag release the Snyder cut. And you know, for the first couple of years, it was just rumored. It was just like, oh, well, we're not going to get another version of this. What we got was what we got. But um, many, but many fans were very vocal to the point where even some toxic trolls, some toxic elements in the fan community, um, harassed uh, many, some executives in Warner Brothers and some other naysayers as well on the internet. And so Zack Snyder, um, he managed to, um, he was given seventy million dollars to cre- to complete his vision. And um, the result, and with with some additional reshoots and some crucial re-edits, what we have is a four-hour version of the complete edition of of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, And thanks to HBO Max, uh, Snyder was able to to realize his vision. So, now that we're here, now that that all of us have seen it, um, I'm going to begin with you, John. Um, tell us, what are your thoughts of Zack Snyder's League of Justice, Dawn of the New Age? Uh, I was so excited for this film that, you know, prior to watching, I had to watch the uh, extended cut of Suicide Squad, an Oscar-winning film. <laughs> and then I proceeded to watch this movie in different parts. And it was, and, you know, uh, and I guess on all seriousness, it, it uh, was... Uh, exceeded my expectations. It was uh, uh, outstanding. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I, you know, I think nitpicking a little bit. Um, some of the uh, uh, songs they had in the background, like the Icelandic singing and things, got a little long. But um, uh, I have to say that this should be regarded as one of the more important films, uh, superhero films. Uh, we're ignoring so much the quality, but the fact that it got made and the fact that Snyder got to share his vision and also um, in a way uh, of what could have been and all, especially related to the epilogue. Mm. Um, I would, I'll, I'll, I, I'm sure I could talk for about 10 minutes, but I'll just say that uh, I think probably three or four things really stand out for me. Um, uh, one is uh, Deathstroke. And, uh, you know, he, he looked outstanding. He looked really cool. And it really made me want to see him in an uh, uh, Affleck Batman movie. I w- wish that they could have made that. He was supposed to, um, I guess, hunt down people that uh, Bruce Wayne cared about and 
uh, it's going to be a cool action flick. Mm. Um, uh, the treatment of Wonder Woman. Uh, if you, yes. if you watch the, uh, original, um, she, I, I guess Whedon, for whatever reason, uh, cut certain scenes from her or made her either at times a little too bossy or, uh, particularly like with the, um, her opening sequence, uh, they showed more of the robbers than they did of her. Mm. And they also completely, uh, cut the scene of her, uh, with the children. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm left with wanting to see more Deathstroke, an Affleck uh, film, uh, Wonder Woman, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about Joker, Carl, but he's about the same as he was before. I mean, it, it, I'm glad I saw it, but mm. did it do anything for me no and um i think the best thing that they cut from the original uh was that stupid scene um in the beginning with the parademon sensing fear and batman lures that burglar out and which then gets the parademon to come out i mean that was probably the worst scene but Mm -hmm. overall i mean i I have to say i i am honestly shocked uh for you know four hour epic uh really 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 cool um, and it, and it, it sort of makes me want to see some longer comic book films. You know, I'm okay with some of these three hour films. Like if Spider-Man, um, far, uh, what, uh, not coming home or never coming home or whatever it is, um, no, way. no way home. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with all the rumors and characters supposedly appearing in it, I mean, it should be a three hour film and I think people complaining about having to sit through that, um, the four hours the exit got long, but at the same time, I mean, I can't picture it any different, uh, or what scenes they would have cut outside of the Icelandic singing that got long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I will, I will say, um, like I was extremely skeptical, um, going into this film and, 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 and you and I, John, we've, we, we've texted where, you know, back and forth, where I was like, you know, I was expecting this to be a, a an utter flop. Like I was extremely skeptical because the original cut of Justice League was just was just ass. And I'm like, I can't see how you can salvage that movie and make something better, make it something actually watchable. So I was sitting there. So when, so when I fired up um, um, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, at 6:30 p.m. on Saturday, I was like, all right, all right. All right, movie, dazzle me. Let's see what you got. And in the first in the first 15 minutes, I could tell that you know what? I think I'm gonna come away really liking this movie. And 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 as and as the movie uh, unfolded, you know where we saw uh, glimpses of Dark Side, and when we actually saw a much better realized version of Steppenwolf. You know, much improved look. I loved his his armor and just how like it it, it moved. It was it almost seemed sentient, and he had, and how he had actual motivation where he actually wanted to capture the mother boxes to imp- to get back on Darkseid's good graces and help usher in the new dark dark age. Um, when I saw uh, when I when I saw um, Cyborg Ray Fisher actually get an actual character development because as as i mentioned in in in, the, in our review of justice league back in episode 100 of the of the podcast i said cyborg is just there 
That's it. Here, here, Cyborg actually has a completely realized arc. He's the emotional core of the of the story. And for that, I gotta I gotta give two middle fingers to Joss Whedon for marginalizing him to such to such an insulting degree, and and for and for allegedly uh, mistreating him and the crew on on the set. So so Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon, look look, you, thumbs up for you for for directing Avengers and Age of Ultron, but but you're a fuckboy for life. I'm sorry, and I'm glad you're being canceled. So I'm glad to see Cyborg um get that get that development i really liked his um his his relationship with his father played by the great joe morton um um i i i thought he was i thought he was very good in it um i i i I absolutely loved the visual style i love the four by three framing because you don't see superhero films you're you're used to seeing wide compositions wide framing of all superhero films and for zack snyder to have like just a four by three uh you know traditional boxy uh boxy frame aspect ratio that was an audacious choice and it really worked because it actually made the characters seem taller seem larger than life uh in, in in many scenes um i absolutely absolutely was overjoyed to see the, like the, the flashback fight scene when dark side uh, first came to earth and you saw all the forces of man at the atlanteans the amazonians the man just fights coming together the one one green lantern um who, who which, which is crazy who, though because in the original that was steppenwolf oh wow what yeah 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 that that was that was amazing and like and and yeah and yeah and and seeing the reworked uh of uh resurrection of superman i thought that was i thought that was very well done um man i i gotta say like after seeing after seeing the whole justice league and, and there and there are some 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 things that I, some a few things that i was I, I wasn't feeling um but but to see the but to see Zack Snyder's realized vision, I will say, look, I I will happily eat crow here because I've I've talked a lot of shit about Zack Snyder's films on this podcast. I will say this, I I came away really really liking and I dare say even loving Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think that this is his best film that I've seen from him. Um, it actually makes me want to go back and reevaluate Man of Steel again. I do want to rewatch that film. Um, because I will say, like I when the, when the film when the film first came out, Man of Steel, yes, I did I did like it. I was a fan, um, although I had I was I was skeptical as as to, as to how Zack Snyder's treatment of Superman would go. But then Batman vs Superman came out, and that was so horrible that it actually diminished the standing of Man of Steel. So I will say too that I am I'm actually eager to actually revisit Batman vs. Superman, the ultimate edition on HBO Max. I'm hoping that it's a much improved version because, because good, good Lord, man, that is one of the worst comic book movies I've seen in, in the media, in the genre. But if the extended cut is any good, I will give it a fair shot. Um, uh, I, 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 I will, I will say that I sat through all four hours. I took one break, the 30 minutes to, to make some dinner. And when I finished it at 11 o'clock, actually 11:03 p.m. on Saturday, I was, Thank you. yeah, I, w- I was like, man, yo, Zack Snyder, yo, you really outdid yourself. Like, I, even though, even though it's un- it's unlikely that we'll see the what what he what he what he planned with the injustice 
the Injustice Gods Among Us arc with the evil Superman and whatnot. Just 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 the fact that we got a glimpse, we got a glimpse of what Zack Snyder was planning in the epilogue. I thought that was cool. Um, although although I will say, Jared Leto's Joker still does not work for me. He, I'm sorry, his Joker does not work at all, at all. So yeah, those those are my initial thoughts. Um, yeah, Zack Snyder, yo, take a bow because. Man, yo, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say more. I, 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 I want to let you guys like share more of your thoughts. But yo, what are, what's, what are some of your additional thoughts, man? Well, my much better. I walked away. I actually started at seven, mm-hmm. and it's funny we finished at the same time, like around the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I walked away much more satisfied. Hmm. Um, not going to. I saw some people going ahead. And, oh, it's better than Endgame. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because the DC uh movie, what you know, the the bar is pretty damn low. But I did leave, I did leave satisfied. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's Cyborg, especially, he's so much more than just a Super Saiyan USB port. <laughs> USB. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just, a, all he was was just a flash drive in the original, in the first movie. Yeah. And... It really showed, you know. It really showed his purpose. Yep. He had, he had purpose. Like I actually love the fact that when he was like learning about his powers, and he saw that single mother at the ATM with only eleven dollars at in her account, mm-hmm. and he just threw in those extra zeros. And I'm sitting there like this motherfucking stimulus. I fucking wish. Um, <laughs> right? That was literally what I said. Mm-hmm. But um. We did not see, you know, Superman's jaw as he's talking. His bottom jaw is going that way, and the rest of his head is going the, going the opposite direction. Oh, yeah, the, the CG upper lip. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus Christ, that was bad. thing, when I was watching it in the theaters, I never even noticed it until after. And then when I, uh, when we did our, I didn't watch the movie since. Mm-hmm. And then when we watched our, uh, our watch through at work, I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Flash just meant to be... He, he was the Peter Parker, obviously. He was the comic relief and stuff. I was, you know, in certain moments, I was entertained by him. They gave him a little more purpose when they showed that he was trying to get... He was, like, getting four jobs just to try to get his father out of jail. Mm-hmm. You know? And then when his father was like, listen, don't even come see me anymore. Like, my... He came with the accept, you know. He came to acceptance that, like, listen, my life is done. You have so much of your life, you don't need to worry about me. But then, you know, that you know that changed around. Wonder Woman, I really didn't see much of a difference from the first from the first movie. Like it was just like, like I didn't, I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel nothing. Um, I just didn't feel no difference. Um. 
I'm still I'm still convinced that Ben Affleck is a better Bruce Wayne than he is Batman. Hmm. Interesting. I would take Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne all day, every day, but as Batman, it just doesn't, still just doesn't quite register uh, to me. He's two years younger than Jeremy Irons. He, Jeremy Irons has no business being Alfred. <laughs> I mean, well, well, I mean, I mean, Jeremy Irons is considerably older. Oh, he's an yeah. honestly, and I'm saying this too. Jeremy Irons should be Alfred in the Robert Pattinson movie. Hmm. I, I, Decent I, I, enough age difference, hmm. whereas like where it would make sense to me, Jeremy Irons being Ben Affleck's Al, Alfred just. Didn't make sense. Wasn't convincing. They didn't look too far in age. I disagree. I disagree. Because um, like, because like, I, th- I thought I thought Jeremy Irons' um, Alfred was was actually was actually a cool take because he was more of like his like his second in command. He was more of like his lieutenant, like um, yeah. you know, you know, being like being like sort of like a field commander rather than ju- rather than just a butler. I thought because like you don't because like you know in another. Other versions of Batman, you know, we only get illusions of what Alfred Pennyworth's background was. Like, you know, he was part of like the, I think the Royal Air Force (RAF) um, in Britain. Um, he had so he had his own series of adventures as a as a, as, a, as an infantry infantryman, and to see a, like glimpses of his expertise, you know, in this film, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But that's where it was cool. But then you also got to understand too, Alfred was also a father figure. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get that. I didn't get that feel. Hmm. Even when he was, uh, you know, showing her how to uh, make tea. I mean, that was just nice. <laughs> but it was, but it was there. Um, yeah. I'm standing. I'm still standing on that hill that Jesse Eisenberg did not need to be in this movie hmm. as Lex Luthor. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, 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 I'll say, like, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Um, I mean, he 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 made he made some, let's say, unique choices uh, in his interpretation of that character. Um, I mean, if if and when I do revisit Batman vs Superman, the ex- extended cut, hopefully, hopefully he'll be more palatable. But like, what, what we saw in the original was like face palm double face palm worthy like what are you doing i mean i'm, I'm cringing with embarrassment um and, and i yeah. still felt that way hmm. you know i mean bother me. i mean i mean i mean um, i mean oh man, I, I will say like if if you're thinking i'm thinking about like lex luther like i'm thinking of like gene hackman's lex luther and superman where we had that that can't be that campiness to him i thought maybe maybe jesse eisenberg was channeling that to a degree but that also clashes in tone with Zack Snyder's like overall dour immensely, aesthetic. Immensely, immensely. Yeah. I rather take, and I know he's canceled now, but I I'd rather take Kevin Spacey. Ooh. Oh God! Oh, we, we, uh, we yeah. That's what I'm saying. I know he's canceled now, but Kevin Spacey was a better one. I mean, to be fair, Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean, actually, one of one of the genuinely good elements of Superman Returns. Sad to say, yeah. Oh, I sat through that one too. 
Man, Super Mario Returns does not hold up, man. And I feel no, bad. It, it, it does not. It was yeah. that whole entire movie when we did the when we did the watch show. I was like, hey, it's Cal Penn. All right. <laughs> and I, and I feel bad too because Brandon Routh, like he actually made a pretty decent Superman. Like like with yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like with he channeled uh, Christopher Reeve. You know, Clark Kent. You could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and also the color hit in his eye too. I thought that was. I thought that was. Oh, that was cool. And that was it. But um, but getting back to uh, Justice League, I will say this too: if we ever decide, if we're ever at a party, mm. drinking game. Yeah. Take a drink for every slow motion sequence. Oh God, you'd kill yourself. That's suicide, man. That got annoying. I'm so- That got annoying after a while. I mean, you know, like with with Zack Snyder and his love of slow motion, like I fully expecting it like i just got so used to it that it just felt natural like it didn't really take me out of the film um but for four hours i could definitely see how it could annoy some for sure yeah especially especially in one sitting mm, yeah like like there was like some scenes that were kind of like excessive because because you can tell that like Zack snyder's interpretation of the dc heroes like they're basically gods among men so like like for example yeah. there's a scene where aquaman's just walking down the pier in slow motion he's taking off his shirt and then you see the you see the waves crashing around him in slow motion and i'm thinking to myself wait a minute there's like we've, we've seen two two scenes of aquaman getting into the water taking his shirt off why bring a shirt at all then like you're just like you're just dumping that dumping that shirt and it's like floating around in the sea like uh, gotta do, uh, listen ladies need eye candy too i mean it's a nice coat too he had a very nice that, coat i wanted that coat yeah yeah i would i would, I would rock that i mean i mean i would have okay go ahead Carl. that that was the sole purpose of that and i and i knew it i'm still convinced i'm still willem defoe needs to be the next joke because jared leto it's just it's just not meant to be yeah like they took out the tattoos gave him some hair but i'm still he, he's eh, eh. <laughs> yeah, like like. Oscar winning? He, yeah, he won an Oscar. I mean, if, to be fair, it was it was a good performance that he won for Dallas Buyers Club. But terminal disease, right? Oh, uh, which which one? He had a terminal disease. Yeah, he he was dying of AIDS. Um, but um, but uh, but yeah, like, but yeah, like like Jared Leto's Joker, like in in the epilogue where you saw like the the post apocalyptic Earth, um. I was like, just just watching like like if it, it felt like it felt like Jared Leto's Joker was like trying too hard while trying to be restrained at the same time. Like he was like try, trying to channel Heath Ledger's Joker just enough, but then instead of like okay, instead of going over the top of the laughter, well, why don't I just dial back the laughter a little bit, you know, to make to give my unique spin to it. But it's like no not jared Leto. i'm sorry man like you've i mean you're you're a good actor but this this ain't working man i'm sorry no it's just that it's not him it's not him he got his second chance he's done yeah he's done like like cast anybody else in that role like uh, like an older older joker with willem dafoe like that's like money thank you thank you 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 saw it coming out it's never gonna happen i mean i mean yeah he did play green Oh, say again, John. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying it was an easy choice for Willem Dafoe. I mean, I, I, they they took a gamble with Leto. Um, I, I mean, it, and crapped out. 
I'd like to see someone who'd be less expected. Mm. Yeah, that's that makes me think like who could play the Joker like if they were to recast that character. I'm, I'm trying to think of like who could who could dive into that role. Um, Not yet. Um, it was like when someone said uh, to me, um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, Harry Potter should be uh, the next Wolverine. Mm. I mean, that's a creative choice. That's awesome. I mean, if he bulked up some, I mean, he's a small guy. Mm. I mean, he can act. So, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of pick I would like to see with. Uh, uh, I mean, no one had any faith in Heath Ledger, and he, mm. I mean, he's just shocked. He shocked everybody. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, I will say like, uh, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine would be an audacious choice. I'd be for it. He'd be more in line with the comic book version, like being short in stature and whatnot. And he, and he, and he can pull off an American accent too. So there you go. Um, yeah. um my views on Dark Seed. Dark Side. Dark side. Yeah. I, I hear I hear both versions. People say say both ways. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, what took me away from this and you being a wrestling fan, you can probably relate. I'm compare. I compare Dark Side to the Ultimate Warrior in WCW. Hmm. Okay. Because. Remember that infamous pro, that infamous twenty minute promo, mm-hmm. where he, where Warrior told Hogan, "I already beat you." Yeah. Especially when you're trying to gear up for something bigger, you yeah. know, for you know, gear up for a rematch. Mm-hmm. So I'm gearing up for something like, all right, you know, Dark Side's coming. You know, there's gonna be a much, you know, a bit, you know, he's a much bigger threat and all that. But then they showed that everybody beat him already. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, like, now I'm like, I know about the character, but I'm just like, he's already been shown that he could be beat. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, like That was something that threw me off, too, and that, and that was rather disappointing. Hmm. I thought he, he, didn't, he didn't look too bad at all. Oh no! Like yeah. he he looks quite impressive, like the the yeah. design. Um, but I was just like, well, he's already been beaten before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he comes back stronger and more powerful again. Did mm-hmm. they actually indicate that? Because to me, he looked just the same dead regular dark side as he was when they beat him the first time. <laughs> he did a couple extra crunches. He just didn't pay attention. <laughs> You know, he hit the gym. He got his Planet Fitness membership. You know, it's all right. <laughs> they, they did a poor job indicating that. Yeah. I, I don't see anything wrong. I don't see anything wrong with him losing and then uh, coming back with a bigger army or, um, you know, I always thought she was a, kind of like an underrated bad guy is uh, Granny Goodness. And you can yeah. see her in the um, in the background. but. Mm. I mean, you know, he'd be more prepared, and it was also a different group of heroes. You know, they they were more united. Mm-hmm. And uh, from I guess what Zack Snyder was saying is that like uh, he was going to have a mega battle, something insane, uh, involving all the heroes and uh, the Amazons, the Atlanteans, uh, even some um, some of the army and stuff. So it was just everybody in the world against Darkseid. But uh, yeah. I mean. He's, he's an imposing threat. I mean, I was, do you think he can do that now? Because they basically did that in Endgame. 
Like yeah, they they certainly could. Um, I, I mean like like mega like like mega ginormous battles against one big supervillain is is not new. Like you see it across comic comics fandom, both Marvel and DC. Like the Crisis of Crisis of Infinite Earths, you know, being the prominent example. Um, I will. I will. Oh, sure. oh, oh, I'm sorry. You no. Know, uh, uh, go ahead, John. Oh, I was just gonna. I'm sure it would have a lot of 300 in it. Oh, and I just magnified. Hmm. Yeah, and and plus like and, and and to your earlier point, Carl, about Darkseid losing too. Like like if if had Zack Snyder was able to like you know make make his sequels, like we would have seen Darkseid actually winning, and that's how you. And then the then the next sequel would have taken place in that post-apocalyptic Earth, like with him and with him with with Superman, you know, being his 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 number one lieutenant because you know you saw the scene where he's cradling a body whom we assume is probably Lois Lane. And um, and basically, Darkseid lays his hand on on Clark, and you know, basically makes him like his herald. And so, like, just just to see evil Superman, you know, raising hell across Earth and under Darkseid's reign, you would have seen Darkseid's victory, which in many ways probably would have been more devastating than Thanos' snap, which is saying something because, like, here you have Darkseid actually conquering and dramatically transforming earth into like a desert wasteland it's like mad max basically um so yeah we, we would love, love to see how that would have unfolded but you know at least we were glad we got the glimpse that we did um yeah. but I, I i will say like one welcome surprise that i wasn't expecting was martian manhunter manhunter i was happy about that yeah like, and, I, and i do like and i like harry lennox yeah he's a good he's a good actor amazing actor yeah yeah like 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 looking back looking back because like a man of steel didn't had you you had no hints that that he that would be his character and then you see then you see him as marsh man i'm man i'm like you know what yo man oh i, w- I would love to see a marsh man man film like I, technically they could still follow his character like maybe with a different yeah. director and you know have harry lennox like reprise reprise the role i would like to see that because that, that, that would that'd be pretty dope Oh yeah, how Batman vs Superman introduced the rest of the Justice League via email, email clips, video clips. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, it. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I need, I don't need twenty-two films over the course of ten to twelve years. Uh, I'd be happy with just a, uh, you know, three, even just a five-arc film um that i think they could have done and i think he initially envisioned having um you know just it be a five films and then you know different characters would spread out with uh 
you know, Green Lantern film, a Wonder Woman film, a Batman film, Aquaman film, probably another Superman film, but, uh, and it goes in its different directions and the, the universe is established, but, uh, at some point, I mean, I'm okay with just having some sort of conclusion. I don't need this story to go on forever. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this is supposed to be the, uh, conclusion because I did read somewhere that after this, Zack Snyder has like no desire yeah, he's done. Make another, yeah. make another uh, superhero superhero movie. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm very happy for him. You know, I'm glad he got his vision out. You know, my heart goes out to him. You know, the fact that yeah. he lost his uh, his daughter over this. And uh, uh, I think that, you know, just the fact that he got to make this is really remarkable. And, right. uh, uh, and I also appreciate the fact that some of he... Uh, I, I'm so sorry, I forget the name of the group, but it's some sort of like internet group that is notoriously toxic, as Victor would say. Um, and he came out and called them out and said, you know, I don't uh, support that uh, those types of views or anything like that. So, uh, okay. um, you know, props to him. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm really happy with uh, how the film came out. And um, arguably it is probably <laughs> maybe his best film. Um, but I'm, I'm also a bit biased. I mean, I loved uh, Man of Steel um, a lot. But would you, would you have any desire to see this in the theater? Do you think that would change your experience at all? Watching the Snyder Cut in the theater? Oh, yeah. No. Or IMAX or something? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I couldn't do it. Like, I mean, trust me, I grew up going to black churches, so I can I know what it's like to sit in one place for hours at a time. <laughs> Whereas, like, I would, I couldn't, I wasn't that invested enough. Like, I was able to do it for Endgame twice, but for four hours, like four, four hours Justice League mm-hmm. in a theater, instead of the comfort of, you know, my own home, mm-hmm. I I mean, does that extra hour really make a big difference, or a three-hour film? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think so, and especially like in the in a theater. Mm. Like, and those t- those chairs aren't that necessarily comfortable. Depending and on when, yeah. If you shell out, you can go to one of those nicer ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if you go to one of those nice ones, then you know, with the lazy boys. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can I see um, that. One, one of my favorite things I think that's come out of this, um, and I, I, I'm sure you guys are going to laugh about it a lot, but uh, so many people are demanding the, uh, the air cut for Suicide Squad to be released uh, because mm-hmm. he has um, an additional 40, 45 minutes of footage. Uh, that is exists and some of it would need extra touch up, special effects. I'm, I'm sure is what was it more pop and lock. Oh yeah, enchantress. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably a couple extra sequences of that. But yeah. um, uh, Warner Brothers, I think, came out and pretty much just said no. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I Wait. mean, I mean, it was it was already an Oscar winning film, and it paved the way for so many. <laughs> superhero films it doesn't need to be improved oh, oh well number one yes it does and uh b there there are plenty uh you can throw a rock and you can you can you can hit like three films 
three three bad films that won Oscars. So, um, I, I will say like the air cut, even though we'll, even though we'll never we'll never see it. Uh, but then again, it's like did we said the same thing about Snyder, never say never. Um, but with a Snyder cut, I mean with a Snyder cut, with an air cut, I mean I would go out, I would see his his vision of Suicide Squad to see if it's actually you know a more a a a much more engaging story because like because the because I, I mean because the because the original version I mean the original version was embarrassing I mean the original cut of that film I mean and yes like the the film I believe was edited by uh, a, a, tra- a trailer house a house that uh, a studio that at its film trailers and it showed in the film and like yeah like Suicide Squad was perhaps definitely in my opinion DC, the DCEU's most embarrassing entry in their catalog so much so that James Gunn has to step in and make the Suicide Squad reboot to wash to wash the taste of the original cut out of everyone's mouths um so Which, honestly I'm I'm not too excited about it uh, I I love my Harley Quinn uh so much but I I don't I think the war theme or whatever it is James Gunn is going for I don't know I mean I think it'll work I mean I mean I mean it's not like I don't think he's gonna like ape like the Guardians of the Galaxy formula but but I think that he's gonna he, he's gonna he's gonna produce something that's that's more unique and more it's that something that that resonates more deeply um you know that that being that being said I I will also say as far as Suicide Squad goes that um uh, Birds of Prey was the film that Suicide Squad, Squad thought it was thought it was itself and tried to be but failed. So Birds of Prey actually took that formula and made it right. So I will say that. Um, and, and 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 for the uh, she I think got a little bit of pushback too from the um, uh, producers and executives. Oh, Kathy Yan, the director of Birds Kathy of Prey. Yang. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, okay. Hmm. She got pushed back from Warner Brothers. I, I think that's what I read, yeah. Hmm. She came out and said it or something. Oh, interesting. But uh, I, I'm also, you know, surprised, or I'm mean, going back on my, you know, Snyder, you know, my admiration speech or whatever. <laughs> I, I I think another important thing, though, to recognize, though, is Joss Whedon as a director. Hmm. And some of these things that have come out about him, particularly from, you know, Ray Fisher. Yeah. Uh, you know, these allegations are just crazy. And it's also come out for Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, Chris McCarpenter, um, voiced uh, you know, discontent. Yep. And, um, you know, it honestly makes me wonder, it's like, would Avengers uh, and Ultron have been different movies, better movies, if he wasn't involved? And I don't know, did I, do you know if any of them came out uh, in his defense? Um, I haven't heard anything. No, me neither. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anybody come to uh, Whedon's defense or, or, or anything. Um, they probably just—they probably just like you know what? I'm just gonna leave it alone. Yeah, you know, create that distance, arm's length. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I will say like with uh, with Joss Whedon too. Like if you go on Twitter. Like some people have posted excerpts of his 2006 Wonder Woman script, and yeah. man, it's a rough, it's a rough read. Like it, it, it reads like a, it, it reads like a creepy romance novel, like like a bodice ripper. Like the way he describes Wonder Woman, it's like, damn, Joss, calm down, man. Do you need a moment? Like, like what movie are you trying to make here? 
Yeah, so it, it was not a good look. <laughs> but um, but I will, uh, but I will say like with the Snyder cut too, um, the fact that Zack Snyder realized his vision, like you can tell that this movie, unlike many other comic book films, like this movie was not made by committee. Like, like I will give DC credit, uh, and Warner Brothers credit is that they're unlike unlike the MCU, and I'm not saying this is like a good or a bad thing. Like uh, DC is more of like a filmmaker driven. Um, uh, takes a more more of a filmmaker driven approach to their films, where with the MCU it's more of like you know pre-visualize pre-visualized action scenes, you know fill in the blank directors here and there. Um, but but with uh with, but with DC Warner Brothers, they actually allow filmmakers to actually uh to 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 a larger extent realize their artistic visions and their interpretations of these characters. So you have like you have like James Wan and his his unique take on Aquaman. You have Kathy Yan and Birds of Prey. You've got uh David Sandberg and his take on Shazam. And like you and and Zack Snyder and his Zack Snyderverse. And this film like it's it's definitely an important entry to your point John in the superhero genre and that it it's it's a singular artistic vision. And whether you like it or dislike it, um, you have to admire the amount of passion and the amount of creativity and uniqueness that Snyder was able to infuse in this film, in, in, in a genre that's largely about, you know, from a business standpoint, making as much millions of dollars as possible at the box office, um, which is very much about, you know, putting as many butts in seats as possible. Like when you're talking about like the pinnacle of popcorn entertainment, superhero films are like that, are like that that centerpiece genre, and and to have this unique, artistic vision, something close to like a an art an art film, uh, in some ways, um, is is pretty remarkable. So hopefully, you know, I would like to, I definitely would like to see more, uh, filmmaker driven, you know, superhero films down the road. And I know Marvel has their own formula, but perhaps Disney Marvel can create their own, uh, maybe a separate film TV division where they can actually have more of those like one-off filmmaker-driven visions of like interpretations of their characters and not just regulate, regulated to the What If show that's coming out. Because I, I would love to see... I am so excited <laughs> for that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I, like I would love to see like... um. Like like what Zack Snyder or a Zack Snyder type filmmaker could do with like the Avengers or like um, Namor the Submariner or or, um, or or Fantastic Four or just somebody or or, or Logan um, just to have like a like an an, an Elseworlds an alternate universe division you know to to focus on those films and not have everything interconnected I think Disney Marvel should 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 consider that you know just to make things a little more interesting. Um, well, that's what they're kind of doing with Batman. I mean, Batman's going to be with the, the next Flash movie, Affleck's returning, hmm. um, with uh, Michael Keaton, no less. So, I mean, I'll be I'll be curious how they handle that uh, to coincide with um, uh, Robert Pattinson's movie. But with what you're saying, I think, you know, I would have to say Marvel consistently goes the safer route um, as a whole. And... Uh, on some cases, you know, you get like a really, I'd say, an outstanding film like, uh, you know, Winter Soldier. I still think is uh, one of their better ones. And for whatever reason, I'm sorry, I just can't explain it. I loved Ant Man so much. Man, was really like, what they did with it. It was, it was a fun flick, and Paul Rudd was great. 
Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, also the kind of some of the gamble that they did with uh, Black Panther. Um, but, uh, I mean, there are definitely a, quite a few misses, I would say, with Marvel. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll admit that Iron and, Man 3. Yeah, and Iron Man 2, Hulk. Yeah. Uh, the first Avenger was, it was okay. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, for whatever Snyder did wrong, you know, <laughs> Batman killing people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, t- he took a gamble and some, some things I think paid off and some didn't. I would, I liked his interpretation with Superman. I really, really did. He did something different with it. And, uh, and some of that showed in uh, Justice League. So yeah. I, I honestly hope that he, I hope like this is actually it for Snyder. It is. Because I feel like he got his redemption Mm -hmm. with this. It's not, you know, the greatest in the world, but it was better than what, you know, what was put out. Yeah. I I like to think it gave him some form of closure as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. But uh, I, I am not psyched I, I really wanted uh what's his, what's his face uh, henry cavill to come back and do one more but i guess uh jj abrams is going to take over i was kind of surprised i don't know if you heard like i guess they're considering an african-american lead to play superman mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, michael, michael b jordan was actually uh one of the names that they would not be considered oh no kidding okay oh hmm. yes like I'm the, sure some people will freak out about that. Which oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. They just lean into it, you know. Um, but that is something, you know, like I said, I mean, DC could take a gamble with. And find, I'd probably find a different director, though. I don't know. Yeah, J.J. Abrams, like, I mean, because, I, I, like, he, he, he does well. He, I mean, he, he leans way too much in, into nostalgia, and like that whole his whole mystery box style of storytelling, like it's like it's old hat, like like Wrath of Khan. Yeah, he basically just made the film. Yeah, like he basically remade Wrath of Khan with Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, he remade A New Hope with The Force Awakens. Although I, to be fair, I do like The Force Awakens. Um, yeah. He he damaged the lore to a significant degree in Star Wars with The Rise of Skywalker. Fuck that movie forever. That movie is a piece of shit. That is the Game of Thrones of the Star Wars franchise. I fucking hate that Game movie. Bury, 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 bury that show. Salt it with lie and never speak of it again. No, we, we came to ter- we came to terms with that show. Yeah, we just leave it alone. Yeah, we did. I'm I'm never watching. Yeah, I'll, I will say, like, I'm never watching another episode of Game of Thrones. I don't care about the spinoffs, the sequels, the prequels, whatever. I'm not watching yeah, any of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you came to terms with Family Matters too, right? After that last night. No, 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 well, with with, with with Family with with Family Matters, I don't. Uh, with Family Matters, John, I don't know if you watched. Um, I think it was like. Oh, uh, I, I heard it. Oh, I you heard your serial killer version. <laughs> oh, you you oh you heard my dark reboot pitch. Awesome. Yeah. Like like I, I had. I will say, like, I had one more scene that I wanted to add to my dark nope. pitch, was where, nope. was where you know where Judy throws Steve Urkel into the into the uh, upside down the dimension that 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 he created months ago, like years ago. 
I will say that like a post credit scene that I had for the for the Family Matters Dark reboot is that Steve Verkel is still alive and he he wakes up he realize he finds himself in the very dimension uh, a hellish dimension that he created that he that he imprisoned Judy in and so when he comes to he sees all of his ungodly creations that he created in a lab surrounding him and they're slowly creeping up on him one by one and Steve and Steve is surrounded by these horrible monstrosities that he kidnapped and created and so the final shot in the post credit scene Steve Urkel can look at the camera and go did I do that and then all of a sudden cut to black and you just hear Steve Urkel's like blood curdling screams as he's being ripped apart the end ah uh, that's how you that's how you resolve a family matters reboot yeah See, see, here's the thing. Like, like I can be the Zack. Why are you gay? Damn it, John! Why are you gay? I, I, I can I'm be, sorry. I can be the, I can take a Zack Snyder approach to the Family Matters series. Give me, oh give God. me the, give me the pen. Give, let me interpret, let me reinterpret and revision the, 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 the Family Matters universe as, 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 as it's meant to be. Okay, you know, and and you can have like slow motion shots here and there too. You know, and you can close it out with um with Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah in the end credits. You know, that's it's fine. It's fine. Does this involve a cinematic universe with uh, TGIF? <laughs> you know what? Like, you know what? You could actually throw like uh like maybe Perfect Strangers in the mix. Um, cause cause Family Matters was originally. Uh, you could do that. You can do that there. Um, maybe 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 a little bit of Homeboys and Outer Space. I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm I'm gonna stop there. Nice. <laughs> So um, I'm looking at the comments here real quick. Um, uh, to, uh, Aaron Ferguson, um, I, I disagree with you, sir. Last Jedi is not worse than Rise of Skywalker. Um, that is empirically false. Um, let me see. And as far as uh, his, his, also, his other comment, too, is how do you go from Justice League to Vic's trauma family matters? <laughs> I mean, trauma, trauma made some crazy and wild low-budget horror movies back in the day, so... You know, but yeah, uh, yeah, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, it brought out the darkness. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it brought up the darkness, but I will say Zack Snyder, um, kudos to him for actually using a lighting kit this time around. Oh, <laughs> um, we can actually see some bright colors, which is which is great. Um, unlike Man of Steel and, and BVS, um, I will. Man of Steel was not that bad. Uh, the color, the color tone was fine. In BVS, yo, BVS. No, not BVS. No, no, Man of Steel, Man of Steel. Man of Steel um, was. It was. The sun does exist. Yeah, I mean, Man of Steel had like had it, it took a desaturated uh, color palette. Um, it was real low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the sun was real low. Um, maybe maybe it was cloudy out that day. Oh, it, it kind of was, yeah. A Rhode Island winter. <laughs> But um, but but yeah, like I said, um, like uh, take a bow, Zack Snyder. Um, this to me like is his magnum opus. Um, I I will revisit Man of Steel again. Um, I will watch the BVS extended cut on HBO Max. Um, if 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 by some miracle that film has a more comprehensible plot, uh, than the original cut, then I'll then I'll actually be impressed. Um, uh, yeah, so. I'm I'm a fan. I really like this film a lot. Um, 
this is audacious filmmaking in the superhero uh, genre. And um, yeah, yeah, man. Take a bow, Zack Snyder. This this is awesome. And, and kudos to WB for allowing him to realize his vision. Uh, John, Carl, do you have any other uh, final thoughts about this film as we uh, conclude? Not bad, Snyder. Not bad. Mm-hmm. It almost brought me to tears. <laughs> Just thinking if it had been released in this manner, how many Oscars it could have won in 2017. <laughs> Quite mean, a few, I bet. I mean, it definitely would have. Multiple. Multiple. <laughs> Yeah. Especially for makeup for the Joker. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, um, I think that would have disqualified I, it. <laughs> just, yeah, just kill, kill, let let him Joker. Just, as, just, as, just as I said, you know, I, I never really cared for the for Deathstroke that much, but seeing him in this movie makes me want to see him in an actual movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, he went through um, a lot of training for it. Wow. Uh, in preparation for the, yeah, like how to use different weapons and fighting skills and also doing it all with, a, you know, one eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. It, it does make me wonder, you know, what could have been. Uh, but I guess, you know, we'll see how uh, Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman is. I'm still curious if they're going to make it rated R. Uh, probably mm-hmm. unlikely. Yeah. Um, and I guess until then, uh, I'll just enjoy Disney Plus uh, with uh, Winter Soldier. And um, and also, you know, I, I don't know if you heard, but um, Black Widow will be on um, Disney Plus uh, in July. So that's something. Yeah. To look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm very happy for Snyder. I'm happy the film got I, I'm in shock that it actually existed. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know. Kudos to him. I'm very happy for the guy. Yeah. And I'm happy that he's getting all this positive feedback. You know, he, yeah. he yeah. did it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's our that's our review. Those are our thoughts of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, definitely check it out. Definitely carve some time in your schedule uh, to, to watch this behemoth, especially in one sitting. Um um, it, it, I will say, like the film was very well paced, in that even though it was four hours, it it, it kept me engaged. It, it didn't feel like it was dragging in parts, even with all the slow mo. Uh, so that <laughs> so, so that that was a feat in and of itself. Um, yeah, when they broke it, the way they broke it up, though, it helped a lot. Yeah, yeah, when it broke it down in, in the six chapters in the epilogue, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that's so that so there so there goes our, our thoughts on uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, let's see, uh, Carl, uh, can you tell the good people where they can find us? Well, you can find us on Facebook Live. Obviously, thank you for wa- uh, thank you for watching. Uh, you can um, find us on social media. You know, you know, on social media, Twitter Codex Prime Cast, Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast. Uh, you can find select episodes on YouTube as well as additional content. I just put up uh, the first. Uh, I just put up two uh, episodes of Blurred Eye View um, on there as well. So hopefully there'll be some more some more content along the uh, on the way. Um, you can also find us on iTunes. Just please leave us that five star review. SoundCloud, Insta, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and any other podcasting platforms yeah yeah absolutely uh 
yeah, check us out every, everywhere, man. We got episodes, uh, you know, nearly every week, every Tuesday. So uh, check us out. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, yeah, John, uh, once again, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us once again to talk shop about uh, all things DC, Zack Snyder, Justice League. I know this was this was your personal uh, Avengers Endgame, so I know that you're that you're beaming with pride down there. Uh, words cannot express. I have not felt such feelings since I was in the theater seeing Suicide Squad for the... I knew that was coming. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, uh, it's great seeing you guys. It's great being on the show. Uh, you know, always enjoy always enjoy the show. So uh, when I can catch it, then um, uh, thank you again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, yeah, and thank you to everybody in the, in the chat as well uh, for chiming in with some of your thoughts. Um, uh, just a one last point here. Uh, Aaron Ferguson, he's, he's still trying it. He says, Last Jedi is trash. He has a wastebasket emoji. You um, know, I, not to drag on your show, but yeah. you know, I recently rewatched some of uh, Last Jedi. It's actually better than the first time I, I saw it. Yeah, I enjoyed Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We plan on doing, we plan on doing a uh, Star Wars, uh, watch you know watch through at work as well so. hmm. yeah um i mean and, and, I, and i will say like last jedi is easily like the best film in the sequel trilogy uh hands down um and uh we're gonna do the bad ones we're even gonna we're gonna do the prequels hmm. we're, we're not gonna do clone wars that's gonna be a little too much we're <laughs> just gonna focus on the movies mm-hmm. yeah so yeah we're gonna do solo Oh, so I still haven't seen Solo, but um. He's not missing anything. Yeah. yeah I, I, I know that. Yeah, I figured as much. But I am looking forward to watching Rogue One again. I had a lot of fun watching Rogue One. Oh my gosh, I love Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One was fun. That oh, was good. Fun. Yeah. It's so underrated. So so many people dislike it. I don't I don't understand. I I love that movie. Yeah. And so good. Yeah. But, it would and be very depressing. Which Rise of Skywalker is worth going to do. Oh, what was that, John? Oh, it's very depressing. That's your thing. <laughs> I mean, l- l- look, it, it, the ending, the ending made sense. Um, but, but yes, uh, yeah. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you all for listening. Um, be sure to re- rewatch the Last Jedi when you get a chance. And as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Take care.